I was not going to be another statistic. My daughter was not going to be another statistic. I knew that I had to do everything in my power to create something larger, to create something better, to make a life worth living for the both of us. Hello, fellow Earthlings. Welcome to the Becoming the Big Me podcast. I'm your host, Jamila Burney, and together we will be stepping into our highest potential, exploring all things mind, body, and soul with just a smidge of business. You're a spiritual badass, soulpreneur, and a warrior for change. You're ready to expand your impact and leave your old self behind in order to raise your vibration so that you can positively influence your business, your community, and ultimately, the world. Without further ado, let's dive right into it. Hello, hello. I am so excited to have you here joining me today for the first episode. Yes. Now, this has been a long time coming and it has been something that has been on my heart for a year now. And my head, my mind, my limiting beliefs, I allowed them to hold me back from starting. But no longer (laughs) we are going we are I am diving in and I am so excited to be on this journey and I am so excited to bring you along with me on this journey now this podcast is going to be a combination of interviews with lots of amazing amazing beautiful soulpreneurs, entrepreneurs, and spiritual-minded individuals, and a collection of monologues that I will be sharing with you um, just about all-encompassing mind, body, soul, and just a little bit of business. I am an entrepreneur. I am a business owner, a soulpreneur, a creative, a visionary, and a multi-passionate being. And I can't wait to dive in to all of these topics to really help you grow and develop into your highest self and step into the human being that you are meant to be, the person that you were put on this planet to be. Now, as I start this podcast, I find it fitting for this first episode to be a place where I can share my story. We all have a story, a past that makes us who we are. And this, this is mine. I grew up in a broken home, as many of us do these days, bouncing back from parent to parent, never really having a sense of home or 
making really strong bonds with friends and connections. And as a child, I never really realized how it affected me. But it did. (laughs) It, It affected me greatly, so much so that by the age of 13, I found myself drinking every single day in class, in my coffee cup, not to be cool, not to share with others. In fact, nobody even knew. It was just my way of dealing with my pain, of being able to to feel okay. By the age of 14, I was doing lines of ketamine in the bathroom off my math book. And before I knew it, my drug problem just continued to escalate. I find myself I found myself doing anything really that I could get my hands on. At the age of 18, I mean, by the age of 16, I was 18, barely, by the time that my daughter was born. I found myself homeless, living in a tent, and a full-blown heroin addict. That is also when I found out I was pregnant with my daughter, my now six-year-old. That is when everything hit me. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know how I was going to move forward. All I knew was that where I was was not okay. The man that I was with was not okay. Now at this point, I had absolutely no self-worth. I had been beaten down, was in an abusive relationship with a man who was also an addict. But when I found out I was pregnant, I knew that this child This being, this innocent soul, did not deserve the life that I was living. She needed more. She didn't do anything. Wasn't her fault that her mom was a stupid, pathetic loser. So I needed to change, and I needed to change real quick because that baby was coming soon. (laughs) It was not hard. It was not hard to leave that man. It was not hard to get out of that situation. But I had to find the strength inside me to do it if I was going to keep that child. Nobody thought I should. And I can see how from the outside looking in, 
wasn't necessarily, you know, the ideal situation. <laughs> wasn't something any child should be brought into. But you see what happened? Was that child, she sparked a fire inside my heart. A fire that has kept burning and burning since that moment. I knew that she had the odds stacked against her. I mean, heck, her mom was a freaking drug addict, teen mom. I knew that if I wanted this kid to have any chance, I was going to have to do everything in my power to be there for her in the best way possible. I was not going to be another statistic. My daughter was not going to be another statistic. I knew that I had to do everything in my power to create something larger, to create something better, to make a life worth living for the both of us. I wanted to give her the best start possible. She already had the odds stacked against her. So I had to create something. I had no clue what, but I just knew that I had to create something that would allow me to stay home with her for at least that first year. Everything I had been reading was talking all about the importance of breastfeeding and the importance of that first year. And I wanted to make that happen for her so badly. Mostly because of the guilt that I had inside. You see, I didn't even know I was pregnant until the end of my third trimester. I mean, the end of my first trimester, not my third. The thing is, when you've been using drugs for so long, your body changes. And I hadn't had a period in a very long time. In fact, the only reason that I even knew or questioned anything at all was because every time I would try to smoke a cigarette, I would throw up. One of my friends said to me, have you ever thought that you might be pregnant? I was like, no, not possible. I didn't think that I could get pregnant because I wasn't having a period. <laughs> Silly me. <laughs> I was wrong. Um, but my friend, she insisted. She's like, just get a test. Just see. And so she actually bought me a test, and I ended up taking it, and yep, sure enough, I was pregnant. But because I had been using, I, I was using heroin, 
that whole beginning of my pregnancy, I knew that I might have a long road ahead. And I had to do what I needed to do to create a better life for this child. I was not going to let the people, the naysayers, the haters be right. I wasn't going to let the people who told me I should get rid of her be right. So (laughs) I decided, (laughs) screw you guys. I'm going to create a fucking magical ass life. My daughter and I, (sighs) we're going to have an amazing life. I took the little money I had and YouTube (laughs) and I started my first business. What was it, you might ask? (laughs) Custom organic cloth diapers. The funny thing is, when I first decided on my product, I had no idea how to sell. Thankfully, in this 21st century, we have the blessing of the internet. And I had all the information I needed right at my fingertips. So I taught myself how to sew on YouTube, started creating drafting patterns and gifting them to the other teen moms at my teen mom school and the moms in my support groups to have them test them out and give me their opinions and get reviews. I ended up finding a product that I was happy with, and I was off to the races. And it was wonderful. It was hard. (laughs) It was fucking hard. But I was able to create a business off of $50 and my phone. (laughs) I built my business completely online on Facebook. And I was selling all across the United States, the U- like all over U.S., Canada, and Australia. After two years, I had grown so large that I could no longer keep up with the demand. And I had no clue how to sell, how to scale. I also had an active two-year-old running around getting everything. I found myself having to stay up all night and sew because I could no longer doing it it during the day. That's when I ended up closing my doors. That business served its purpose and it was time for me to move on. I ended up entering the corporate world of sales in the wireless industry. In less than a year, I was promoted from a mere sales rep to having my own store. After only a couple of months, I had improved the profit of that location by over 300%. That's when I realized I knew how to build businesses and I knew how to utilize the internet. (laughs) So I ended up leaving that corporate life once again for my daughter. I loved my job, but I had a full-time nanny and never got to see my kid. I was working six days a week commuting in Seattle. And 
on the day I didn't come in, I was on the phone all day with my employees. So once again, it was time for a shift. And I shifted. After that, I got into a multi-level marketing company. And that's where I got my introduction to the personal development world. Now, I still had a very, very, very long ways to go. But the seed was being planted. I didn't stay with that company for too long. It served its purpose. It did what it needed. But I realized that my passion was in helping other people's businesses grow. So that's what I started to do. I started freelancing, doing all sorts of different digital marketing tasks. That's what leaded me into where I am today. Really, it was the precursor. At this point, I was not the woo-woo quantum manifesting goddess (laughs) spiritual being that I am today. In fact, I was nowhere near it. Those people drove me insane. (laughs) My best friend growing up's mom was the stereotypical woo-woo, out-there, hippy-dippy lady who would wear cowboy boots for a week straight saying, I have to wear them 24-7 until money comes in. We thought she was insane. But the funny thing is, every time she pulled out her boots, money came. (laughs) So I actually had my spiritual awakening, my accidental spiritual awakening about a year and a half ago. And it came in the form of a near-death experience. I mean, it wasn't, I don't know if I can say a near-death, but I'll just tell you the story. (laughs) So I was taking a shower. It was late at night. My daughter was asleep in her bed. And as I was in the shower, the, my sound went out. My hearing, my sound went out. (laughs) My hearing faded out and I could no longer hear the water from my shower hitting the floor. And then my vision started creeping in. It was at this moment that I knew I was going down. I was about to pass out. My whole life started flashing before my eyes. What was going to happen? Was my daughter going to wake up to me dead in the shower with no one here, no one to know, alone? I desperately started to try and get out of the shower. I just had to get out of the house. If I could get out of the house, someone would find me and someone would know that she was there. Those were the only thoughts going through my head. Now, I didn't make it out of the house. I barely made it out of the bathroom. When I finally went down for the count. Now, I was not, I'm still not sure why I passed out. I can only, you know, 
give credit to the divine universe for that, really. I know I wasn't passed out for very long because when I woke up, my shower water was still warm. But when I woke up, I was not on any, in any dimension that I had ever experienced before. I could, there was rainbows everywhere. I could see sounds (laughs) and hear people's thoughts. In short, I felt like I had woken up in a mushroom trip. I was freaked out. So much so that I went into the doctor. The doctor said I was fine. And I was like, really? Because there's rainbows all around your head. <laughs> but I just went along my merry way and continued. I was like, you know, it's kind of cool. I'm having this ability to influence thoughts and conversations with my mind. <laughs> Weird. Never been able to do that before. I can understand people completely. For the first time in my life, my mind was quiet. And I just felt a sense of bliss. It was overwhelming, however, because I wasn't sure what I was dealing with. Was I crazy? Was I insane? Did I need to check myself into a mental institute? I wasn't quite sure. I no longer knew what was real and what wasn't. Had I actually died? Was I in a different place? What was going on? So I started begging. I started praying to the universe. I said, please make it stop. I can't handle it anymore. And so after about a month of living in that state, it stopped. But I was forever changed. I started diving deep into spirituality and the quantum field. I realized that that experience happened to me for a reason. I needed to have a belief in the energy and the power that we have. That's when I started consciously manifesting things in my life, and I was able to do it in an instant. Why? Because my belief was already there. I had experienced it. I had felt it, and it was crazy. Ever since then, I have dedicated myself into diving into all things quantum spirituality, subconscious programming, and raising the vibration and the consciousness of this planet. I discovered neuro-linguistic programming and hypnosis. So I decided, heck, let's get trained on this ish. I want to learn how to tap into my subconscious program, and I want to learn how to help other people tap into their subconscious programming and rewire the limiting beliefs that have been holding us back for so long. We all have infinite potential 
inside of us. We have the power to create anything our heart's desires. We are spiritual beings living in a physical reality. tuning into today's episode of the Becoming the Big Me podcast. If you found value in today's episode, make sure to leave us a review and share this episode with someone who needs to hear this message. That's how our podcast grows. Are you curious about learning more about harnessing the power of your subconscious mind? Then join the free Rewire Challenge, where we dive deep into the subconscious mind, how it works, and give you some tangible action steps to begin rewiring it to serve you. Go to bit.ly slash rewire challenge. That's bit.ly slash rewire challenge. Until next time, I'm your host, Jamila Bernie, signing out.